Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Speaker Johnson promised to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, and on Tuesday night, they did just that. Great. Now what? Joe Biden is totally with it, says the same folks who've been running cover for him forever. California Senate candidate and current Congresswoman Barbara Lee has a solution for inflation, and it's more insane than you could possibly imagine. Oh, and there is so much more, including Federalist Papers number nine, coming your way today. I'm Andrew Coppins. It's WTF Wednesday, right here on Critical Thinking. That's right. I'm Andrew Coppins. You can follow me on social media. I'm at The Coppins Show on X on Facebook. You can find the show on Instagram, but we're not really active there. So um, do what you will with that. But I will let you know if and when I decide to do something over there. That all being said, we've got a ton of things to get into on this WTF Wednesday. We're going to talk about Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, being impeached only the second cabinet secretary to been impeached in over a century and uh, we'll talk about that we're also going to talk about all of the craziness of wtf wednesday and of course the federalist papers number nine please do not forget you can watch this show on x or you can find it on rumble rumble.com backslash critical thinking hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified when this show is available and of course you can always listen via podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure that you are either following or subscribing. Make sure you are downloading, rating, and reviewing as you can on your favorite podcasting platform. So with all of that out of the way, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support as I navigate the solo version of this show. And I cannot... I cannot emphasize enough just simply having you listen, just simply having you subscribed and downloading and doing the free things, taking like the five seconds it takes to write a review or 
hit the five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and everything else. That's all I'm asking of you guys. I'm not asking the world. Now, all of that out of the way, we've got a ton to get into, and that includes Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, being impeached. It's the second time I can ever, well, I was never alive for this, but second time I'm ever aware of any cabinet secretary being impeached by the House ever in American history. So it is kind of a big deal. And number two on the list of big deals is Speaker Mike Johnson said he was going to do this after a defeat of this last time, but making sure that procedures meant that this would be able to be brought back up. And and so the second time the charm wins by one vote. So that means there will be a trial in the Senate But I'm left with a whole lot of questions. Namely, okay, so what? Followed by, why in the hell does the GOP continue to slip on the banana peel? Why? First it was, we've got to be first in line to the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, oh my God, backlash which triggered a backlash to your backlash, to now impeaching a cabinet member uh, member when what's it going to accomplish? Now, for a little bit of history and reaction from the right, I'm going to give you this video. This was from the Daily Wire last night, just as the news was breaking that Mayorkas was actually being impeached. And I want you to hear the honest reaction, because I think it's important. I don't want to talk about news. I, I led the show by saying I don't want to talk about news. But but something happened since we've been sitting here uh-oh. that merits discussion, and that is that... Is the president uh, still alive? The president is still alive, <laughs> and that is that Mayorkas just became the first sitting cabinet member since the 1800s to be impeached mm-hmm. by Who Congress. Who did Scalise got back? Mayorkas, Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Wow. Wow. So, by the way... 214 to 213. The, the last one was William Belknap, Secretary of War in 1876. Yeah, you know... I, I, was, I was just going to say... I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there are going to be a lot of Democrats who start arguing that there's no basis to impeach him because they're merely impeaching him on maladministration, which is not a sufficient cause for impeachment. In the impeachment, the only other time this happened of a cabinet member, it was for failing to fulfill his duties. And in this case, I think one would argue that, that uh, Mayorkas is being criminally negligent here. He's actually violating the law. And, uh, and, and, you know, if you're not going to enforce the most basic law of a country, which is... Like, the spirit of aloha. Right? <laughs> the spirit of aloha. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's like Mayorkas. He's just undermining the aloha spirit. Uh, you know, then, then what would... Then there would be nothing to impeach a cabinet secretary. Well, they for. should impeach Joe Biden for the exact same thing then because he's Mayorkas's boss. Okay, so that's where the video ends, and and I want to pick up on this. But first, what you need to know about Belknap is that, yes, he was impeached. But there are some key details here. Because in 1875, okay, Ulysses S. Grant, Belknap, other members of Grant's administration secretly agreed to remove troops from the Black Hills after gold was discovered in the Black Hills violating an agreement with the Lakotas and all of a sudden a bunch of prospectors and get-rich-quick people stormed the lands, the historic lands of the Lakota tribes. Then in 1876, 
There was the Trader Post scandal at Fort Sill, which led to his resignation, impeachment, trial in the Senate, and wait for this. <clears throat> the outcome of that impeachment was acquittal. Now, the difference here is that we don't have Alejandro Mayorkas resigning. We don't have any sort of real consequence going on. Unlike Belknap, who resigned for the multitude of dereliction of duty, right? If, and I'm not going to go into all the details of the Trader Post scandal. Just know it was really, really bad. And it was one of the reasons why Grant was, for my money, a pretty bad president. It was acquittal in the Senate. Already resigned. Now, it was a majority vote in the affirmative to, yes, yes, not acquit, but to convict. But it didn't reach the two-thirds threshold. That's the problem. So let me ask another question for you. Do you see that scenario in which we get the impeachment, the acquittal, and a resignation? No. No. This administration won't even listen, won't even take seriously 83% of the American people saying this is a major crisis. 83% of the American people from every demographic, from all stripes, from every corner that you could possibly put this in, find this to be a crisis. Every single one of them, they won't move off of open borders. And I'm going to give you some numbers that are probably not going to shock you if you're paying attention, but should shock your system. Furthermore, as I said up front, great, now what? So what? You accomplished impeachment. Let me just say this. In politics, one of the best and hardest rules is in, in hard Fast rules, if you will. Never do something you don't already know the outcome of. It is why, when we take a look at how we got Speaker Johnson, what took place with Kevin McCarthy, and yada, yada, yada. Figure it out behind closed doors and put the show in front of the American people. Because you can be as messy, you can be as undemocratic, or whatever you want to say, behind closed doors and present competence to the American people, even if this was the dumbest hash out of all time, right, with Speaker Johnson coming aboard. You could have done this behind closed doors. Instead, you did it in front of the American people for no reason whatsoever other than to prove that you are utterly, utterly incompetent. Yeah, never do something if you don't already know the outcome or the answer. And the answer in this case is the Senate is not going to convict Alejandro Mayorkas and thus remove him from office. That ain't happening. You need two-thirds. Furthermore, another question, what exactly would this accomplish if you even knew the answer was removal of all, from office? 
Do you think for a second that the Biden administration is suddenly going to change from their open border policy, their catch and release into America policy? We just saw a video uh, make the rounds yesterday of a half empty uh, plane being boarded by illegal asylum seekers, magically, filled back up with them, going back to Texas. That's right. They're moving back to Texas. We literally have, as I've noted, NGOs going in and all over, not just the border, but inside this country and moving these people around like chess pieces so that you can't, it's a game of cat and mouse, so that you have no idea where these people are going and, and how to track them. They're literally saying double middle fingers to you. You think this administration is going to go from open borders, catch and release, never looking back, to, uh-oh, Alejandro Mayorkas is, is impeached. Oh, my God, I'm so scared. Now, also, folks, we just got done, just announced an all-time record for illegal asylum-seeking, the encounters of all sorts of illegals at the southern border in the month of January, ever, ever since they've recorded this with over 175,000 compared to just about 157,000 last year at this time, which was the beginning of this massive surge crisis situation in which over 3 million in the fiscal year got away. By the way, we're at just shy of a million in the first five months of this fiscal year. And if we continue the trend, we are very likely in the fiscal year to see, wait for this, folks, well over 4 million. And if you did the calendar year, it would definitely go over 4 million. Now, there is one thing with the Daily Wire video that I absolutely agree with. Actually, there's two things. Mayorkas is absolutely derelict in his duties to the Constitution, but so is the entire Biden administration. So are you impeaching them all? The real answer actually is going for the head of the snake. And are you putting any pressure on the head of the snake with this impeachment? No, he doesn't care. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing 90% of the time. Impeaching Biden is, there's your case. Right, You are not faithfully executing the laws, the duties of this country. There is your political way through this muck and mire. Now, my question to Team GOP would be this. Are you smart enough to add this to the pile of the, the corruption, the misuse of, of office from previous situations, um, his entanglements with uh, Chinese, Ukrainian, um, you name it, Eastern European countries? Are you going to add it to the list and put a nice little package together? 
and then get him impeached because you've said that you're going to bring some charges of impeachment, articles of impeachment. We haven't seen them yet. And I understand that you want to do it right, but we're in a political year, folks. Doing this in the next two to three weeks, doing this in the next month, let's say, by the Ides of March, if you will, is going to be vitally important. Because beyond that, it just looks exactly like what they're going to frame it as anyway, but it really would look like this, a political hit job. Whether you believe the merits of both sides of the articles of impeachment, and I think that would be the smart move. Don't just go after Mayorkas. Go after the president. Prove that the president has been derelict in his duty to the Constitution to faithfully execute. Remember that, folks, is part and parcel of the oath that he takes. But here's the rub. Again, don't do something unless you already know the answer, and the answer is into your advantageous situation. Don't do it. And here's the rub. No way, no how, you're going to get two-thirds of the United States Senate to vote to impeach and convict, excuse me, to convict, not impeach, but to convict Joe Biden. Now, maybe the play and the answer you're looking for is to get Joe Biden off the ballot, to get him to not run again, or, or, the, the 4D chess answer of if he's dealing with impeachment, uh, the American people will vote for Donald Trump. I'm going to give you a hint here. We don't see in any of more polling anywhere else that anybody is voting for Donald Trump because they don't like Joe Biden. That's just not happening. It's either you like Donald Trump or you like Joe Biden. The disfavorables, the, 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 the bad markings are bad for both of them. Really bad. There's nobody going, I'm voting for the other candidate that I really don't like. It's I'm holding my nose and voting, uh, voting for Donald Trump. Or vice versa. Now, again, like I said, maybe, maybe they... Maybe they're doing this for 4D chess and they're going to force him to not run because he doesn't want to deal with this. And he's going to attempt to continue to move this further and further and further along until we get closer and closer to the election. And then you really can't convict because holy constitutional crisis, Batman, right? Then again, let's also take a look at the circles of the wagoning, the wagon circling that's been going on ever since they went after him about his age. Let's be real about this. Alejandro Mayorkas, if you paid attention to what was going on, is an absolute disaster. He's a liar. He is absolutely derelict in his duty. But he is just a puppet. If you want all of this to stop, if you're in the House, if you're in the Senate, if you're paying attention to the cries of the American people, you're going to have to either change our immigration laws, sue the crap out of this administration at the same time for not 
faithfully executing the laws of this nation, or you get them all voted out of office, removed from their cabinet posts because you've switched parties, and then do the other thing of, you know, changing immigration laws and enforcing the laws as well, which I don't know if I trust you to do either, by the way. Because part of the crisis is you had the setup that would have allowed you the ability to change, to do laws, to execute. Instead, you chose not to in 2020 because moi, COVID. Except for you would have actually had a case to make to the American people that, hey, we're, we're actually dealing with our immigration problem as well as COVID. And wouldn't, wouldn't winning on immigration be a, well, considering it's one of the most unifying topics in this election, oopsies. But I digress, folks. I totally digress because, I mean, you know, the House, the Senate, Donald Trump, they, the RNC, totally know what's going on, totally have a track record of getting it all right, and, and most importantly, know what time it is and know how to play the game. Or not. Now, speaking of playing games, folks, um, actually not playing games, would be our fine friends over at Coffee Brand Coffee. That's right, coffeebrandcoffee.com, where they care about coffee not making some sort of political statement, left, right, center, whatever. And most importantly, not caring about your politics. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout for 10% off of your purchase today. And folks, it's Valentine's Day today. So, well, uh, if you are lazy and you didn't get anything, you can say, well, it's uh, not shipped in time. But I, I got you this amazing coffee from this place called Coffee Brand Coffee. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout for that last minute, I forgot, Valentine's Day gift. And by the way, shout out to my beautiful bride, uh, the love of my life um, on this Valentine's Day. Love you very much. And I cannot wait to see where life takes us in the next year. All of that sappiness out of the way, folks. No, seriously, I, I I can't imagine doing life without my beautiful bride. Um, but in this insane world, she is my sanity. Speaking of insane, though, it is time for us to go through some WTF Wednesday. <laughs> That's right, it is time for us to go through WTF Wednesday. And um, speaking of media and, and running circles and circling the wagon, um, I'm going to present to you this story. Uh, Natasha Bertrand. That's right, folks, if you're not watching. Um, CNN announced that Natasha Bertrand has been promoted to correspondent where she will continue to cover national security and politics across CNN's platforms. Uh, there's just a slight problem, as Glenn Greenwald points out. Uh, nobody in corporate media has spread more lies than this individual. Among many examples, she was the first to ratify the CIA lie that docs from Hunter's laptop were Russian disinformation. The more one lies for the U.S. security state, the more promoted they will be. 
And uh, she's also the one who gave cover to the Russia collusion hoax. She literally profligated in this. Um, like, if you go to her business insider, uh, where she previously was, and then look at her political, holy smokes. She literally wrote in one day, folks, five, count them, five articles on the Hunter Biden laptop story and Russia, 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 when it comes to Donald Trump. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Say what? And then in 2018, and, and oh my God, it, you got to check out Natasha Bertrand's absolutely terrible track record, yet CNN promotes her? What? The fire truck, but also par for the course. Secondly, on this, um, speaking of media and circling the wagons, they're doing it. They're allowing it. They're not really questioning it, even if you thought they were because they went after uh, Joe Biden like hound dogs last week. Eh, they got their pound of flesh, so we need to back off. Uh, check this out from the fine folks at the Biden White House. President Biden, who I've been around uh, numerous times just in this last year, is sharp, he's focused, he's bright. He is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. He's smart, he's on his game. I was in almost every meeting with the president, and the president was in front of and on top of it all, coordinating and directing leaders who are in charge of America's national security, not to mention our allies around the globe. Ah, bullshit. Ah, bullshit. Ah, bullshit. Just just all sorts of nah. Nah. But, but it's not just Kamala Harris. It's not just members of the administration. It's also our fine friend uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader. 
First, when I talk to President Biden, you know, regularly, off sometimes several times in a week, or usually several times in a week, his mental acuity is great, it's fine, it's as good as it's been over the years. I've been speaking to him for 30 years since we worked on the Brady Bill and the assault weapons ban when I was a young congressman. <laughs> um, and um, he's, he's, he's fine. All this right-wing propaganda that his mental acuity has declined is wrong. He's going to win the election because he has a great record. The chutzpah it takes to stand up in front of the podium, the narcissism, the sociopathy, whatever you want to say that it takes to do that is astounding. Absolutely astounding. But folks, speaking of astounding from Chuck Schumer, I've got this. Our efforts have been more than worth it. Today we witnessed one of the most historic and consequential bills to have ever passed the Senate. To have ever passed the Senate? I wouldn't even put this in the top 100 are you crapping me? The civil rights bills, the various amendments to the Constitution, we could keep going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. This is insane. And of course, we're talking about, that's right, folks, the taxpayer fleecing, I mean, foreign aid. To other countries like Ukraine and Israel, who's kicking Hamas's rear end, and Taiwan. We're going to send money there while our cities are being overrun. Their budgets are being stretched thin to non existent. The people are fed up. We can't take care of the people here, but we're going to make sure the grift over there stays strong. What? The fire truck. Now, speaking of insane Democrats, we have California Representative Barbara Lee, who apparently at a debate for the Senate opening, you know, because... She's only been there since 1998 and, and totally needs to move up. Totally needs to be involved for six more years. Had this to say about the question of inflation. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, I, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. 
Another survey very recently, 104,000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math, just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about 20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate. I will say this. She's right about California and affordability. I will give her that. Absolutely, she's right. When Brock Purdy, the uh, NFC championship winning and unfortunately Super Bowl losing, because uh, you know I went to Iowa State and he did too, so I'm going to root for him if my Packers aren't there. But um, he's making, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 900000 to a $1 million, depending on whatever bonuses are out there, and he could barely afford to live by himself in San Francisco. That tells you a lot about affordability in certain parts of that state. But <laughs> to the rest of the American people, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Living here in a big city, the second city, Chicago, you definitely can get by on a $100,000 salary. Yeah, you can very easily. But more importantly, what what if you're talking about affordability, why not raise the minimum wage to $5 million? And then nobody... Oh, wait, but if you do that, this is the insanity of this economic idea of modern monetary theory. Has some of it proven to be true in regards to debt? I believe so because I've been alive for 42 years going on 43, and for the entirety of my life, we've been talking about the debt bomb, and it's never blown up, although you can make an argument we're about as close to it as humanly possible, except for then there was the 2007 crash, there was the um, the tech bubble, there was the stock market crash of 87. Huh. Wait a minute. But I digress. The point of this is, if, if you really believe this, why is $50 the number? Why not shoot for the moon for everybody? Who Who's going to come up with that cash? What business owner? This is all passed on. All of it. In the form of higher prices, higher costs, higher everything. It all gets passed on to those who would like to live better than the minimum wage. This is nuts. This is insane. It's all crazy. Now, speaking of crazy, folks, um, I'm just going to say this. Um, I hate squatters. Absolutely hate them as a real estate agent. Um, also, what they believe to be rights. Squatters' rights need to die. They, they need to go away because they shouldn't exist to begin with. Check this out from the wonderful, totally not given over to the spirit of the age and demonic Portland. This is how I got a free house in Portland, Oregon, and how you can too. So the first thing I did was find a vacant house that somebody was trying to rent. Next, I looked up how to break into a lockbox without using force. Thanks, YouTube. Next, I forged some documents. 
This made it look like I had a lease agreement and I called the utility companies and had the utilities put in my name. I'm not going to pay them, but they don't know that. When the owner showed up, I politely explained that this was my house now and they need to leave. So they call the police and I show them my lease agreement and the utility bills and they tell the owner that this is a civil matter and they've got to sue me. This made the owner super angry, so she lawyers up and tries to evict me. Of course, I can't afford a lawyer, so I call up a tenant advocacy group who gives me a lawyer that's 100% free and funded by taxpayers. So my out-of-pocket is still $0. So this lawyer fights on my behalf for months and months, really driving the owner crazy and costing her tens of thousands of dollars. Finally, the owner decided it would be cheaper to just give me a chunk of cash to leave rather than continue paying the lawyer. So she writes me a check for 10 k and I move out. I didn't even have to clean the place up, and that's a good thing, because I do a lot of drugs, and the house looks every bit of it. Still no thank you note for aerating the walls, but whatever. So I just got nine months of free rent in a house that otherwise would have cost me three grand a month, plus a nice cash for keys check. And I wasn't even charged with anything. I always thought that stealing was wrong, but it turns out if you steal a house, it's not even against the law here. So this couldn't have worked out any better. Thanks, Portland. Now, part of me wants to believe that this is also parody but it's also true because i've literally watched this squatters situation play itself out i've heard all of the horror stories all throughout this country and it's got to stop especially in the times that we are living in we've got to protect property rights because it is the basis for almost everything if you don't own anything they own you okay and by they i mean the government they control you see what you're missing in this is well just fight it as they pointed out in this video right it was less costly for them to to pay the person to go away than it was to fight for their rights to own the property. Think about that for a second. That all having been said, it's very simple. Squatters don't have rights. Um, you don't own this property. It's the same thing as when you hear all the people talk about home title lock and, and uh, you know, all of the title fraud that goes on. The real estate industry has a real big problem when it comes to security around property ownership in the digital age. They are living in the 15th century still. Now, could you fake blockchain? Could you fake some of this? Yeah, you could. But our inability as an industry to understand how you secure title, how you transfer title, how all of those things can work in a more secure fashion and thus helping the property owner when they want to buy, sell, transfer property. We haven't thought through this as an industry at all. And it's high time we do. It is high time we demand that squatter's rights go away. You don't got a right to this property. Hail to the no. Just because the property is vacant doesn't mean you have a right to it. No, thank you. Go away. I've proven everything I need to prove. That's not a lease that I have ever used, by the way. And I can prove it because I blockchain all of my leases, right? Because I've got actual proof of this happening. 
of course, you're going to be playing whack-a-mole all the time. But there are ways in which we could be doing this better. Invest in the security. Invest in thinking through how title looks in a digital age. We're not doing that as an industry. Nobody is talking about that. Now, speaking of suck, um, how about this one on guns? It is time to outlaw the private ownership of guns. No, I don't just mean assault rifles or military-grade weapons. No, I don't just mean that there should be a limit on the number of bullets you should be able to have in your magazine. No, I don't just mean that you need to have fancy permits or that there should uh, that we should close a gun show loophole or something like that. And no, I don't even just mean we need to have much tighter background checks. I mean that guns should just be illegal for private citizens. Period. For those of you who are going to say, well, my Second Amendment rights say that I have the right to have this firearm, you know what? I don't care. I am not concerned about your right to cling to your gun because it makes you feel like Clint Eastwood. I will say this. At least she says what she means and means what she says. Because as I have often argued on this program, I would much rather deal with somebody who's being honest in their beliefs and sincere in their beliefs in a debate than somebody who doesn't know what they believe and is just representing a parroted opinion. Hey, cool. You want to actually deal with repealing of the Second Amendment. Awesome. Also, you clearly tell me that you don't care about the Constitution of this country, so at least I know that you don't believe in the same social compact that I believe in. Sub to these last two stories is this. When we take a look at talking about Marxism, socialist beliefs, whatever label you want to put on it, what you have to understand is there has been a transfer in the ideology of Marxism, socialism, communism. What the modern versus the old Marxist, communist, socialist beliefs are is this. They figured out they do not, in today's world, need to own the means of anything. They don't need to actually physically own the, the plants, the media, the this, the that, anything. They don't need to own any of it. They simply need to control it. If they control it, it's as good as owning it. That's the flip the switch that's been flipped inside of the Marxist ideology. They're not going to advocate for owning the means of the factory, the steel mill, the coal mine. No, no, no. They are simply just going to exert, whether that is through regulation, whether that is through social pressure, uh, corporate boardroom ownership, right? Control of the, control of the board, uh, control of, all sorts of things. Either you're going to play ball or you're not going to have a ball, right? Either you play the DEI game or you play this game or you play whatever Marxist um, ideology is the soup du jour. Either you play that or you're gone. We'll get rid of you. We will crush you. 
that's that's the reality that you need to deal with is that they don't actually believe in the the ownership of the means of production and if you're yelling in arguing over that you don't understand and that's the point here they don't care about the rules of the game right they don't care about how well that's what it says to be marxist no their new version of marxism because you can always change political ideology right says no we're just going to control it and how are they doing that with your second amendment rights Here's a great example. What are they doing with banks, right? What are they doing with the uh, ability to get loans and uh, fund business, right? To trade in ammunition and guns and everything else in between. Could you start up your own gun manufacturing business today and go into Chase or Wells Fargo or pick a bank and get a loan for that? No. Why? Because the Marxists have put all of the control and pressure. They own the corporate boardrooms. They own all of these things, and they have changed. They own the means of control is what they technically own if you want to go down that route. they The only thing they own is not the means of production. It's the means of distribution because we've become a consumer society, not a maker society. So they've switched up. The thing, it's it's the same concept, just done differently. And you need to understand the game they're playing. And that's the point here, right? If you take a look at the squatter situation. I own the house. What are you talking about? I'm there. No. And then when you take a look at, oh, I don't care about the Second Amendment. I don't care about your rights. I don't care about any of these things. I just, I care about what I want to care about and screw y'all. Look, at least they're honest, and I can deal with that. I, what I can't deal is with somebody who wants to actually advocate for the repeal of the Second Amendment, but they just won't say it. I can't deal with that because it's not honest. Now, speaking of not honest is what took place in Houston, Texas this weekend at Joel Olstein's church. And why? what I mean not honest is we have no idea which version of reality apparently exists with this individual because they're absolutely mentally deranged. Luckily, it sounds like the the boy might, the seven-year-old boy, the son in this situation, arising from a domestic dispute goes, uh, you know, is the target by the mother, father, I'm confused, but Houston, their police department, their crack police department, is going to get to the bottom of how this person would like to identify. So she has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. There were two weapons. <laughs> I'm glad you got to the bottom of that, Houston. Now, again, we pray for the little boy that is still, as of my last research here, um, still clinging to life. Luckily, not dead yet. Um, so we absolutely are sending our prayers out on this Ash Wednesday. And we ask for repentance as a society. I am asking God 
please give us the strength to go back to your ways. Give us the strength to reject the spirit of the age, to reject the demonic evil that is permeating our society. And that includes those who want to murder, those who believe in advocating for and being totally okay with mental illness, not dealing with it, but literally propping it up, that we have the strength to say no to those people. We have the strength to say we need to deal with this crisis, to have the strength to turn to you on this Ash Wednesday. Now, on the other side of this, how many of you, raise your hand unless you absolutely pay attention to everything conservative media, have even heard about this shooting? How many of you know that this shooting is by somebody who is mentally ill? That's the reality here. Whether you want to call the identification, gender ID, or whatever the hell you want to call it, or the fact that they're willing to shoot a seven-year-old for some reason. There's something mentally wrong with this individual. It just happens to also be a really bad pattern of these types of individuals. Uh, yeah. Uh, shooting in public and in schools and all over the place. Because we can't identify that as a potential correlation or causation. We can't go down that route because the media won't let you because who is in control? It's really Marxist trans ideology because they're one in the same when it comes down to exactly what they believe. Just what the fire truck. So with that all having been said, folks, um, we've got Federalist number nine to discuss, but I'm actually going to skip it today because we've gotten through quite a bit and I just feel icky going from trans shootings to Federalist number nine. Just doesn't seem right. So tomorrow we'll deal with Federalist number nine. And with that, folks, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. Well, at least just one meal if you're Catholic like me. Fast today. Um, I'm going to go get my ashes shortly after uh, we're done here. And I hope each and every single one of you has a really good day. Matthew 5, 47. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.